right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the J1S Boys Podcast. Today is Thursday, February 25th, 2021. This is your man, D. Jones, a.k.a. Mr. February. And I'm Brian, everybody, a.k.a. Captain Elite, a.k.a. The Elite. All right, this episode is going to be a special Black History Month episode discussing some of the some famous African-Americans who made some huge impacts in the sports. There's so many, we're not going to be able to touch on all of them, but these are just some that really caught our eye and something that we could really talk about and drop some knowledge. But uh, first off, uh, real curious to know, in the four major sports, that being NBA, which is basketball, the NFL, which is football, MLB, which is baseball, and the NHL, which is hockey, what percentage of each of those leagues is African-American? And in the NBA in 2020, it was 74.2% black. And it also has seven of the 30 NBA head coaches are people of color, and five of them are black. The NFL at the start of the, I'm sorry, the NFL is 58.9% black. And at the start of the 2020 season, it only began with three black head coaches. Three out of 32. Wow. And then in the MLB, it's 7.7% black. And in the NHL, surprising to me, it was very surprising. There's 26 black hockey players right now. That you that you talk about hockey, um, actually one of the first, the first, I should say, the, the first African-American to play in the hockey league, his name was Willie O'Ray. He played in 19, he had a playing career from 1958 to 1979. Actually, he was from, he's from Canada. He played for the Boston Bruins at the winger position, known, known as the Jackie Robinson of ice hockey. Very, very impressive career uh, and got inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2018. He was a left-hand shooter, so uh, I mean, to play hockey at that time definitely, definitely uh, Let's see, back in 19 what? That was back in 1958 when he played um, 1958 to be the first African-American to play hockey you know I mean, there's a point in time where he was just the only one. Yeah, and and like you know, hockey in itself has um, we've never been known to have many African American athletes in the sport at all. And for him to to be one of the to be the first to play in the NHL, and like I said, you know, be known as the Jackie Robinson of ice hockey, that is that's a big yeah it's a big big honor there um uh next up we got Doug Williams uh he was the first African-American quarterback to win a Super Bowl he won it with the Redskins back in 88 uh he's been he was a very transcending person for the position of quarterback in the NFL especially a person of color Man, true Redskins fans know 
know about Doug Williams. Uh, fun, Doug Williams. Tell you, in 1977, he led the NCAA in multiple categories, including total yards from scrimmage, 3,249, passing yards, 3,286, passing touchdowns, 38 passing touchdowns, yards per play were 8.6. Only one NFL coach worked Williams out as he was coming out of college. A little bit of irony here. Like he played he he was most notably most his most notable time came with the Redskins. However, when he was coming out of college, only one NFL coach worked him out and that was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator. And that offensive coordinator at the time was one Mr. Joe Gibbs. Gibbs had Doug Williams rated as the best quarterback in the draft. Tampa Bay took drafted Williams with the 17th pick at the 1978 draft. He became the first African-American quarterback selected in the first round. He's a former Super Bowl MVP. And speaking of Super Bowl, obviously, like I said, true Redskins fans remember him and know that his best his best time came with the Redskins and when he played in that Super Bowl game against Denver uh tell you what that he put up some gaudy gaudy numbers 340 yards passing four touchdowns and they beat Denver 42 to 10 so like you know Joe Gibbs was not wrong in and seeking out Doug Williams to be his quarterback. Um, that's an, the impact of that alone, being the first African American selected in the first in the first round. Like I said, this was in '78. Like I said, we that time. Things were still coming out. It was still fresh to be able to do this, do that, and to have, continue to have African-Americans make an impact in the sports world. Um, it's just, I mean, things just kept growing and getting getting better from there for them. Next, uh, somebody who came across my uh, name I'm pretty familiar with. And I know you're familiar with him, the um, Ozzie Newsome. He was the first African-American general manager of an NFL team. As a player, he never missed a game in his 13-year NFL career. That is crazy, insane, impressive, and very durable. Yeah, uh, you play the you play you in the NFL. You play 13 seasons. And never miss a game, uh, man. And and on top of that, to have that stat at that time because the game has changed now. So the game was people remember the game being a lot more tougher back back then, which it was, which it is. Uh, and then like you know to never miss a game in that era. That's that's also impressive and testament to your toughness and. Again, you know, not only for that, like being a player and then going on to move into the front office 
and be you know be the first uh, African American to be in to be in the to be in the office like that, like general manager to have that kind of role. That's an impressive, uh, impressive stat and very well deserved as well. He was the general manager of the Ravens when they uh, won the Super Bowl. Right, he had thirty-five and Super Bowl forty-seven. Definitely had an eye for talent. He was able to put together, put together great teams. Because anybody remembers the Ravens were always pretty, uh, pretty stacked. I mean, Ozzy came out of out of Alabama. Like I said, he had he had an eye for talent. Uh, somebody else that came across my pretty a very familiar name, I'm sure, with a lot of people was Arthur Ashe. He was the first black male to win an NCAA tennis championship and the first to win a Grand Slam title. I know the main thing I remember most about Arthur Ashe, like, I haven't really been able to, like, sit down and watch some of his matches or whatever, but I just remember him being a trendsetter as far as wearing the glasses and he had the afro, he had the, uh, the white polo shirt. I just remember seeing that and just knowing and hearing that he was... He was damn good at playing tennis, and he was one of the best and very transcending as far as an African-American in that sport. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like tennis back then, like, again, not known for having many African-Americans play in that sport at that time or, you know, any sport really at that time. Again, you know, doors were open and, Things continued to get better for African American athletes as as time passed. Um, one fun fact about uh, I'm sorry, segue from Arthur Ashe going into golf. I'm I'm looking getting forward, getting ahead of myself here. Golf, the first African American to play in the Masters tournament and the U.S. Ryder Cup was Lee Elder in 1975. First time African Americans got out there and started teeing off on the green. It's pretty dope. Uh, taking it to baseball, Satchel Paige, he was the first African American pitcher to pitch in a World Series. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1971. That's pretty interesting. To be, I mean, anytime you're the first African American to do something, I mean, your name goes in the record book automatically out the gate. But being in a World Series, uh, best of seven, that's a lot of pressure, especially when it comes to baseball. Those fans can be very, very ruthless. And I'm sure him being an African American, they were even more ruthless towards him. So, for him to be the first to pitch in the World Series, that's pretty dope. Yeah, and um, come out to piggyback your, your the pit, the pitching part, Don Newcomb was the first African-American to win Cy Young Award in 1956. Oh, 56. And then on top, you know, another, another uh, African-American – any everybody remember this name Ernie Banks Ernie Banks he was the first African American player to win 
and uh, win MVP. Won it twice in 1958 and 59. And baseball? Yep. Mm. Ernie Banks... uh, Mr. Cub, Mr. Sunshine, first baseman and shortstop. Played played both of those positions. All century team in 1999. All century team, damn. 14 times all-star. How long was his career? Um 14 time all-star? Yeah, not sure how long he played. I'm pretty I mean even if it was about 20 years. 14-time All-Star. They tried his number. His number 14 is retired. And, and every team? or No, well, at, with the Cubs. With the Cubs? Yeah. He's a two-time NL, NL MVP, two-time NL home run leader, two-time NL RBI leader. Jeez. Golden Glove. He won the Golden Glove in 1960. Ernie Banks was definitely a... Uh, he could probably be considered like a Mount Rushmore type for baseball. Like, um, you can't go there. Like, so many faces for baseball. Like, you wouldn't. Well, I mean, he's a, that's a totally different episode. You want to start going Mount Rushmore is a different kind of sports, but he's definitely, Mount Rushmore definitely got credentials. Like I said, definitely got credentials. Had a great career, um, and step step off of that in the boxing world. Um, Emmanuel Stewart. Emmanuel Stewart, uh, in his amateur career, went ninety-four and three. National Gold Glove champion. As a trainer, he managed twenty-five world champions and four gold medalists, four Olympic gold medalists. Names, names that names that you could link up with Emmanuel Stewart. Thomas Hitman Hearns, Lennox Lewis, Vladimir Klitschko. Oh, Vladimir. Boxers he briefly trained. He he trained boxers that he briefly trained. Oscar De La Hoya, Evander Holyfield, Vitaly Klitschko, Leon Spinks. Yeah, Emmanuel Stewart. Not only had a great career as a boxer, but did well as also as um, training, training boxing too. Keeping it on boxing, a guy came across my eye was uh, John Arthur, Jack Johnson. He was the first African American world heavyweight boxing champion. He had a career of 104 wins and only 13 losses. Uh. Another guy that caught my um, African Americans are definitely not known to be in NASCAR too much, but that's starting to change now in this day and age, especially with Bubba Wallace and a lot, a lot of others investing and trying to change that. But uh, Wendell Scott, the first African American to compete full time in a NASCAR series. Uh, taking it to basketball, the Boston Celtics were the first team to draft an African-American player. That player being Charlie Chuck Cooper. On April 25th, 1950, he was the 13th overall pick in the second round. 
So the Celtics really, I mean, that they're, they're already a great franchise as is. But to know that they were the first team to be like, you know what? We're going to take a chance and we're going to draft this guy and we're just we're going to do what we want to do and screw the rest of the league as far as what their thoughts are. And to draft that guy, I mean, second round, 13th overall, that 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 set a trend in a in a way that the league would just ride for years. Sounds sounds like the 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 Celtics were were in a in a world of their own in a league of their own because not only did that they did they make that move, but you may remember you may know this guy Bill Russell was the first African American to coach an NBA team. I uh, and who that team was the Boston Celtics, nineteen sixty six. Bill Russell, man. My opinion. I mean, I don't. It's you can you can go back and forth on how do you how do you debate who the who the goat is in the sport. Uh, everybody obviously goes towards the Jordan, but to me, I mean, if you it depends. I guess it depends on what your criteria is for the for being for being a goat. I mean, if you want to if you want to put it on titles. This guy right here, Bill Russell, I think he's got quite a few of them. Uh, won eleven championships in thirteen years. Yeah, I mean, there's me there's all kind of memes with him holding all these rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a five-time NBA MVP. MVP. Uh, served as a player coach in 1966 to 1969. That was the craziest thing I read about him. I mean, a player coach. Is there a rule now against that? Ah. I don't know what the rule is. I don't. I don't guess it would be like. Like, you know how good you have to be, and what type of leverage you have to have with an organization to be like, you know what? We, we, want, we still want you on our team. Want you, but we want you coaching. But we want you playing too. Guess he happened to be. I mean, at the time being the coach, he happened to be the best player on the team too. I looked up uh, his career stats. Fifteen point one points a game, two point seven fouls a game, four point three assists a game, twenty two point five rebounds per game. He averaged out at playing forty two point three minutes a game in nine hundred and sixty three games. Thirteen year career from nineteen fifty six to nineteen sixty nine, eleven championships. I mean, Jordan, he did uh, He did six championships. I mean, six championship appearances, six rings. That is pretty awesome, pretty dope. But you, Bill Russell basically won. He, he won almost every year he's in the league. If we're going based on rings, like Dewey said, it's Bill Russell. Depends on the criteria, like. Yeah, everybody's got their. I mean, he 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 was a he was eleven out of thirteen, and Jordan was six for six. I mean, I'll take those two losses. Yeah, well, you know, let that debate. That like I said, that's that's for another show. We can get into that on another time. But in my opinion, I mean, you got all those kind of rings. You got all those rings. How can you not be at least in, at least 
at least in in the consideration for the goat in the conversation for goat I mean, i'm sure you are but to me you always hear that debate first name you always hear uh is jordan first name his first name just seem like people skip over bill russell i mean i guess it's because of their style of play and the way they the way they played the game but and i say it also depends on who you're asking as far as the age wise yeah, I mean, because some old school heads who may have been able to see Bill Russell play may immediately throw out Bill Russell, even though they still got to see Jordan play. But you know, it just depends on who you ask. Steve's their own. Uh, of course, I, I I'd have to go on and mention Mr. Usain Bolt, the first man in history to set three Olympic records at the same game. Y'all know how fast Usain Bolt is. He'll he'll slow down towards the end of a race and start beating on his chest in celebration and still win with a nice, decent lead. I mean, that guy's no joke. He's just crazy fast. Uh, two more facts that came across uh, that I... I I have to go on and mention um, the first black athlete to win a Grand Slam tournament was Aletha Gibson. She won the French Open in 1956, then went on to win four more Grand Slams. And this is the kicker about her in general as far as sports. After she played tennis, she moved on to golf and was the first African-American on the LPGA tour in 1963 dual sport tennis and golf yeah that's impressive i mean you could change sports like that it's impressive i'm clearly she has some good hand eye coordination tennis and golf yeah tennis and golf that's you, you really gotta have some good hand eye coordination for those yeah so clearly she has some really good hand eye coordination it was a beast of both clearly and then the last fact that I came across that was very interesting to me, it's nothing sports related, but it still blew my mind when I read it. Captain William Pinky was the first African American to sail solo around the world around the southern tips of South America and Africa. Now typically black people will really mess with big bodies of water like that. But this man sailed around the way around the tips of South America and South Africa. That's insane. Cause I've always heard that the waters at the tip of South Africa can be really rough. So for him to have done that and it be able to be recorded, that's that's hella dope. Mm. But uh, there's so many other black athletes that we didn't get to mention. I mean, there's not enough time in the world to praise everybody who needs their praise, you know, for them to get their roses while they're alive or not. But um, I'm just going to, I'm going to say this by some pivotal black athletes that made a big stance or a big impact in my life. Um, so I have to say that I can remember seeing them playing and whatnot and can debate to anybody about their their game of play. Uh, Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson, uh, Michael Vick, LeBron James, Serena Williams, 
else. Barry Bonds big is a big asterisk mark. Everybody knows why, because the whole steroids thing, or con- conspiracy or whatever. But uh, oh, and also Shaquille O'Neal. How could I forget the big Aristotle? That you that you mentioned. Go back a couple of people that you mentioned, Allen Iverson. I got one more there, like John Robert Thompson. That was coach of Georgetown. Yeah, he he was a man. Uh, became the first African American head coach to win a major collegiate championship in basketball when he led the Hoyas to the title in uh, in '84. Names that came up under him: Alonzo Mourning, Patrick Ewing. Dikembe Mutombo, and like you mentioned, Allen Iverson. Clearly, he had an eye for the big man. Yeah, yeah, he could. Clearly. Yeah. Who's everybody, the, uh, everybody remembers him for that classic towel that he that he has on his shoulder, the white towel that he has on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I've always loved watching uh, John Thompson teams back then. Like, um, he always had a tough team. Who's some uh, pivotal African American athletes in? That you can remember, that you would, uh, you know, put your stamp of approval on or whatever. Um, as far as like this, like, like my favorite athletes or people that still like say like trying kind of like change the game. Both. What's so your favorite? Uh, my favorite athletes. <sighs> I guess you can't, as far as you know, the African American. Brace, you can't definitely can't understate, uh, underestimate what LeBron has done for the game as far as like the game and the business side of things. Like I like I I've I've been a fan of watching how from the very beginning for him, like to be a teenager and, and to have everything on his shoulders the way he's had and to this point, like he's carried that weight, carried it well. Like his whole career. Yeah. I mean, um, so yeah, so like a a young black man with with that with that pressure on him at that age to come this far. I mean, and he's done it well. He's yeah, no, yeah, uh, no big you know scandals or anything like that. Yeah, he's been surrounded by the right people. I'm looking forward to what what comes of his son. You know, he, his son just had knee surgery recently. Hopefully he bounces back nice from that, but he's leaving a legacy. He's got two sons who play ball. Uh, he's got a beautiful wife and a beautiful little girl, dope family. He's a good businessman. I mean, LeBron is. I mean that, and that's and that's the new age. Like, if you would try to dig deeper and go to a different sport. I I was a fan of Jim Brown and the stance and and the stance that he took on things. Like you know, Jim Brown was was all you know one of my favorites. His uh, highlights are crazy. Yeah, um, <laughs> crazy. I it, I could go. I could that be. I'd almost be another show. Like to to do like my favorite African American African American athletes. Um, it's like you said earlier. Like you almost you almost do an injustice. Not you know not being able to get everybody. Yeah. Uh, just getting a few names uh, here and there, and telling some stats. But there's a there's a lot of guys that that could go on that list. But you know, to 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 name a few, I mean, at least you know, like like I say, John Brown. I mean, Jim Brown. I'm sorry, Jim Brown. 
Um, Tony Dungy. Yeah. I liked I liked him as uh, him as a coach. Um, was he the first black coach to win the Super Bowl? I want to say yes, he was. Um, like I say that you could you're doing injustice right now to, to sit here and try to try to think of anybody, but that that list could that could be a very very lengthy list of people being being you know being the sports fans that we are. Surely we can come up with a you know a list of i mean this right here this this tribute here i mean these are just a few names but a few stats we we definitely haven't even scratched the surface of what the african-american athlete has done to sports in general but and we just want to Pay homage to those and everybody who's made an impact as far as African-Americans in sports. But um, the names that we just rattled off to you guys are some of the ones that really caught our eye. Uh, no disrespect to anybody that we've forgotten. But, uh, yeah, that was our Black History Month episode. Um, this is D. Jones with the J1S Boys, a.k.a. Mr. February, signing off. And I'm Brian, everybody. Everybody stay safe.